Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 90 of Speak On It. I am your host, a saddened and depleted and run down in all every other adjective that describes mourning. Danny Ocean is always joined by the smoothest man in the flyest Virginia Tech jacket I think I've ever seen. Losty Mix, how are you living on this Valentine's Day? Thank you for the fire and ice intro. You know, a little fire and desire, a little, little, Rick, little Rick James, a little Tina Marie. Happy Valentine's Day, my brother, and happy Valentine's Day to all the lovers out here, including my special lover. Um, hey, man, as always, it is a blessing and an honor to be here with you. Episode 90. I'm going to just use this episode to shout out all the great defensive linemen. Um, I think when we get to talk about the Super Bowl, we can we can talk about the importance of defensive linemen and when they are supposed to show up for their millions. Uh, but other than that, man, look, it's another day. Um, you know, the NBA is full of full of headlines. The NBA, I mean, the NFL had, you know, its conclusion of the season with a spectacular game and the Lakers are still bad. So I guess I guess that's my way of saying I'm still here and everything is still everything. How are you doing, my man? How are you, Mr. Danny Wonder? Well, first give an honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, I am down bad. I am down. I am in the gutter. We'll talk about the Super Bowl in a minute. But I will Yo, say your team lost the Super Bowl. This is not a funeral. Nobody died. Like you're... my hope died. My hope died Sunday night. And you know what's worse? So Saturday night I was on FanDuel and I put a parlay together. It was Jalen Hurts, two touchdowns. Kenny Gainwell over 14 and a half rush. Kenny Gainwell over 14 and a half. Um, receiving, and I think the bet would have paid out two grand. And I was like, "You're not the only person I've heard that probably would have got them a little bit of money had had the Eagles won or Juju had scored that touchdown." But I said to myself, "Like I'm, I've try, I'm trying to be a responsible adult. My wife and I have some things that we need to do this year on our home. There's some trips we want to take." And I said, "Hey, man, save that money." And damn it, if it didn't hit, I, that made me sicker on Sunday night than the Eagles winning because that, that was the easiest two grand I think I would ever make in my entire life. And I and I decided to be responsible and see what responsibility gets you people. Oh, so you didn't place it. And I it did not. Hit. And it hit. Like, I looked at it and I was like, oof, that feels good. I and I was like, I'm no, be responsible. You. So that I say that to say this, people. Throw your responsibilities out the window. Gamble that money. That's as far as I'm going to go because the other things could be life-changing. Still protect yourself. Protect your neck. But I, yeah, I think I read somewhere that, the, that, uh, that the, for the Super Bowl, in the case of the people versus the sports books, hurt the sports books what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the house always wins. There's something to that. But, man, like. When I like I saw the Gainwell line Thursday night, and I was like, someone's gonna lose their job because like the, anyone who's been paying attention to the Eagles, we're going to the Super Bowl in a second. Like they anyone who's watched the playoffs have have noticed that the Eagles are kind of transitioning from Miles Sanders to Kenneth, Kenneth Gainwell, and they've been feeding him and feeding him. I was like 14 and a half rushing receiving just sounds way too low. 
So I waited till Sunday, Saturday night, and the line was still like the over under was still 14 and a half. I was like, man, I can see Jalen running in. I should have did three. I was like, I can see Jalen scoring two, and I can see Gainwell like getting 20, 30 yards each. No, I was like, no, I'm gonna be responsible. No, I'm gonna be a good, I'm gonna be a good man. Now, Terrible. I think last week before before we kind of get in, you know, well, we're 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 kind of in our Super Bowl. So fuck, we'll, we'll, we'll get a little bit deeper here. Last week, I think I said, hey, a Boston Scott touchdown. You did. I was this close. I was like three yards you away. Were, you were three yards was, away. Now, if he would have scored that touchdown, I would have came here and would have been like, I told you, I told Kyle, you bank Boston Scott. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't take that bet. But I was close. I was close. Uh, all right. Before we kind of get a little bit deeper into our Super Bowl recap, I want to take this time. If you're in the if you're in the chat with us, thank you. What's up? What's up, Bam? What's up, Gator J? Um, you know, how, how you guys doing? Kyle, want to thank you again for pulling up last week. Hope to see you in here sometime today. Danny, let the people know where the where the, where the podcast is brought to them by. You know what's funny right now? And I'll get to that. All these people here to see me in pain. Like they was nowhere to be found for a couple weeks. Now all these people pulling up because I'm in pain. But the show is brought to you by goingfor2.com. Head over to goingfor2.com for all your fantasy needs. Uh, the NFL season's over, but dynasty leagues are year-round. Get your dynasty fix. Basketball season's in full swing. Uh, yeah, just a lot of stuff over going for two. A lot of content. Content for everyone. Join the Discord. Uh, listen to the shows. The whole network. Is just blowing up right now. There's so many great creators. There's so much great content coming out of going for two. So just tap in, hang out with us. Glad is saying pain sells. I'm not selling my soul, but it's really hurtful right now. D, I, I am really down bad today. My brother, it's so it's it's okay. How we doing, Gladys? How we doing? Uh, it's okay, my brother. I'm sorry that we have to start here with the Super Bowl, but we're yeah, here because there was here. one team left, the Super Bowl champions. Kansas City Chiefs. Um, let's start with our thoughts on the game. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go first because I feel like you're gonna you're really gonna let the clip fly. So here here's what I'm gonna say. I say I, I'm gonna start by saying, really, hats off to the Philadelphia Eagles. They came to play. Both teams came to play. The Philadelphia Eagles played a great first half, and they played a great second part of the fourth quarter. Yes. Right. I think they played very well in those two aspects of the game. I think what lost in the game, and I think you'll hear a lot of analysts, and a lot of analysts say this a lot. A lot of football games in the NFL are won and lost in the first, in the last two minutes of the first half, first yeah. two minutes of the second half, and the last two minutes of the second half. That is yeah. where a lot of games are won and lost in this league. Boy. So I'm going to commend the Philadelphia Eagles on playing a a great first half and a great second half of the fourth quarter. But I got to give a lot of credit to the Kansas City Chiefs and their ability to make adjustments in that second half because, I mean, you're talking about a team that was not was essentially never on the field for most of the first half. They just weren't on the field. And that was you can tell that was a real big part of the Eagles game plan. But you can tell. They found new ways. It was clear they knew they had a, a quarterback on a bad leg and they had an offense that they're not going to beat them by trying to really push the ball downfield. You got to get some playmakers the ball in space and ease this defense up to make them 
have to back off a little bit, and that's when you try to take your chances. And their long, deep plays were just plays over the middle to Travis Kelsey or Juju. Yeah. They didn't really go for the long ball because it really wasn't there. They have a lot of time, so they try to do what they can. And I just want to give a, cry, a lot of shout-out to Eric Bieniemy, the, uh, the, the Chiefs' uh, offensive line, Patrick Mahomes. That was a lot of good adjustments made. Um, man, and, and I would say some, some aspects of the game that I was really disappointed in. Gator J just hit on it. The Eagles' defensive line, they did not get pressure on Patrick Mahomes at all. Danny, last week when me and you break, were breaking this down, both of us, we were – there was a consensus between both of us that the Eagles defensive line was the strength of this team. And there, if there was one hat you could really bank on was that the Eagles defensive line was going to be able to create pressure. Boy, what, what, what that game showed me and hopefully it showed to the Dallas Cowboys and to the New York, New York giants and to the Washington, whatever their team name is commanders. Yo, if you are able to hold this, the initial rush of this Eagles defensive line, and just get the ball out fast and make them make those uh, 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 safeties and corner cover or corners have to cover a little bit longer. If you have the playmakers on the outside to beat them, the, the plays are there. The plays were there. I wasn't anticipating that coming into the game on Sunday. Hey, Kansas City was right. Kansas City, Kansas City was right. They 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 figured they had some matchups they want to exploit. I'm going to start by saying there should never be a time where only one dude is trying to cover Travis Kelsey, and it definitely shouldn't be your safety. That's never. that's just not where it's at. I know you can't put a linebacker on him, but you. why was Darius Slay just not the guy asked to just say one-on-one to Travis Kelsey and you just never move? We'll figure out everything else. But And James Bradbury, this last thing I'm going to say, that was a hold. Yes, That is a textbook hold. Now, NFL refs, interesting time to call that hold, but I'm not going to say you got the call wrong. Just interesting timing. Now, do I really think that would have made much of a difference? Probably not, in my humble opinion. Because really? they would have because they would have got the ball back less than a minute left, and they would have had to drive to kick a field goal. Tied. No, it'd have been two minutes. It'd have been a little under two. It'd have been a little under two minutes. But no timeouts. One timeout. Jalen had a minute, uh, almost two minutes, and one timeout. I'm of the, see. I'm in the minority that thinks that outcome of that game really wouldn't have changed with or without that penalty. Yes, first off, it was a penalty. They didn't call the penalty. He would Juju just would have caught the ball, and that would have been a touchdown. Now I'm saying so. It's like okay, they would have scored. So now we're put you guys with a minute something left to go down and have to score, to have to to have to go down and score. And most of the second half, y'all was mightily struggling to, you know, what I'm saying. I think momentum would have just my opinion was momentum would have just momentum was in the Kansas City Chiefs favor. If if he wouldn't have held, it would have been a touchdown. He held so that he wouldn't get the touchdown. Bless you. And Thank you. they still weren't able, you know. It's tough. I don't think that ball, I don't think that ball was. And catchable. I understand. I'm I, I think I understand a lot of Eagles fans are like, you don't make that call. I hear you, but a penalty is a penalty. You got to call a penalty. It's just just unfortunate, but it is what it is. I agree. That was I'm a hold. They didn't. They didn't lose the game by that. I don't think that ball to Juju was catchable. Not the defensive holding. That doesn't matter if the ball is catchable. That's pass interference. I don't think that ball was catchable. Um, yeah. See, Cal said so there's one. Thir- there's a minute fifty four left when the penalty took place. So the Chiefs, forty second game clock. That's incomplete pass anyway. So yeah, like Jalen would have got the ball with a little over, a little under two minutes. 
we don't we'll never know when that on that I think Gator J talked about it earlier. The difference was that fumble. You cannot spot Patrick Mahomes seven points. You can't you're you cannot give up points to Patrick Mahomes on the field. I think the Eagles drive down and score, then it's 21 to 7. I don't think the Chiefs change their game plan, but I think they're squirming a little bit if that's the case. Instead of 21 7, it's 14 14, and it's might as well be 0 0. To me, that was the difference. Uh, it's funny you talked about the, the defensive line. They were a huge disappointment. I will say that it appears that the field was terrible and it neutralized both defensive lines. You really didn't hear much from Chris Jones either. I think the Chiefs were credited with, one, with one sack, and I think that one sack was Jalen running out of bounds. He wasn't, like, taken to the ground. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think that field neutralized both defensive lines to a degree. Um, yeah, it's the for me, the game was, like Gator J said, it was the fumble, man. Like, as great as Jalen played, and my God, I did not know he could play like that. I – when Jalen was, I never, I could never imagine Jalen throwing some of those passes. The two passes to Goddard, the pass to Quez Watkins, the dime to Zach Pascal on third and fourteen. Like he was dealing on. I, I just didn't think he could do those things. But it's the fumble. Yeah, no, I would say that that one dime to Dallas Goddard that they had to look look at a few times, especially on the sideline. I was first off, I was like, what a fucking throw and what a catch. I would. I, I would say I, I hear you on the fumble. I, I don't want to put too much emphasis on the fumble. Yes, it definitely was a game. I mean, it was a seven-point swing. I mean, well, yeah, seven-point swing, maybe a 14-point swing. Maybe 14. If you think they really would have went down and scored. So maybe four, seven to 14-point swing, no matter how you look at it. But let's take a look at some other aspects. Me, you, and Kyle talked about the difference special teams would make. Yes. Even with that – even with that fumble, they still found a way to tie the game up. What happened to the Kadarius punt return? Because I'm oh, sitting here like, oh, shit. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm watching it with my girl. And I'm just watching Kadarius Tony run it. And I've said, yep. So you know what's yep. funny? I saw uh, an Eagles beat reporter say that they were in the skybox. Like they were, It appeared that the punter were supposed to punt it left. And that the, that's where the, the gunners were going. And it shanked off of his foot to the right. And Kadarius, he catches it makes one guy miss and everyone's out of shape. That doesn't matter. Yeah, that the Eagle special teams at the beginning half of the year were terrible. They cleaned it up and then they fell apart at the worst possible time. Not to say that Patrick Holmes doesn't get the ball at 30 and drive down and score anyway. I think he does. I don't think it doesn't it didn't matter if he was at his own five, if he's the Eagles five, he had that defense as number. He was going to drive down and score anyway. So the the punt return was amazing, but even if he had fair caught it, I think Patrick would have found a way to score. For I know you, I know you're talking about the fumble, and Jalen played out of his mind after that, but still, you cannot spot Patrick seven, ever. Mm-hmm. You just can't do it. And one other point that's being chatted about a little bit in in the chat, and I, I want to Kyle. This was something that Danny and I were kind of talking about before we got on here. So he said, Kyle says the biggest difference for him was the fact that the Chiefs scored back to back touchdowns with the same play. Can we say yep. that coaching was the biggest factor? Hell brother, yeah. I need you to pause real quick because I'm going to say something. Nick Sirianni, next time in front of the national anthem, stop crying. We don't give a fuck. I no, promise we you, we don't give a fuck. We don't care about that anthem. <laughs> you, could, you could cry to the fucking cows come home. We do not care. We do not Dip care. Dipset anthem is my anthem. Yeah. That's my anthem. The, dip, the dipset anthem is the real American anthem. I can get yes. 
No, but um, I think last week, me, you, and Kyle really talked about the three three aspects of the game and um, that we kind of thought the Chiefs had the edge at quarterback, tight end. And I think one aspect that maybe we didn't really think about was the aspect of coaching and how Andy Reid's been here before. He's coaching this game before. It's, I mean, this guy has put offenses I and mean, he has to put some offenses on the field that even bill belichick didn't have no answer yeah. for this so, was his fourth super bowl this was andy's fourth yes, super bowl to that is his fourth fourth yeah won't oh, the yeah. eagles three with the chiefs mm, okay three with the chiefs yeah it's four yeah so this is for his fourth super bowl he's won one with this same with the same qb maybe not the same team but the same qb he knows how to win yes in this moment in this game that was an aspect that I think I kind of underrated because I think, and we were talking about this before we came on here. I think Andy Reid saw something and that touched. He saw they clearly saw something towards the end. No, I think they saw something on their initial drive when they just went down the field and scored it. They saw something there that maybe they weren't able to kind of build off of for most of the first half because they just weren't on the field. But I think in the second half, when they knew they were getting the ball back, they they went into it like, guys, this is what we know, this is what we got to do. And if they're not going to give us the ball back, fine. Every time we get the ball back, we just have to score touchdowns. I'm telling you right now, faced with fourth downs, I mean, luckily they convert a lot of those fourth downs to like drive down the field and score the touchdowns they needed to in the in the second half. But I'm of the mindset they would have gone for it on this. They would have gone for it on fourth on those same scoring downs that they were putting those situations. They were going to score touchdowns. Harrison Butker was not getting another opportunity outside the last kick of the game to put any more points on the. No, we're just not doing that. We're scoring touchdowns. We're not beating these guys by kicking field goals. We have to score touchdowns. Now, if they would have played the San Francisco 49er game, high losers, if they would play that game, then yeah, they, they, I mean, eventually the game just would have been too out of hand. Oh, Gladys. I like this note. So Gladys said, Eric Bianami said that he saw something in the Jacksonville game versus the Eagles mm-hmm. that clearly they wanted to exploit. Listen. Thanks, Doug. Listen. Jason Philly has been beat on that exact play multiple times this year. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. So the only thing Nick Sirianna did wrong was not go for it on fourth and three in the fourth quarter. You we talked about it last week how the Eagles are masters of putting drives together that are six, seven, eight minutes. I believe that drive, I think it was eight, seven, eight minute mark in the fourth quarter. I would do everything in my power. No, it was later than that because Patrick got it back with five. I would do everything in my power. I know if you don't convert that fourth down, you give Patrick Mahomes the ball on the Eagles 35. But if I'm Nick Sirianna, like you got to just, you got to do it. Like you've been moving the ball all game. That's my only, that's the only mistake he made. Like go for it on fourth and three. I, if you get it, you continue to be the clock. You're driving to win the game. Fourth and five. It was fourth and three. That it was fourth and three. He didn't go for it. He was on his own. He's on the Eagles 32 or 35. He went for it in San Francisco against San Francisco. Granted, that was the first quarter. So if you didn't get it, like there's time. And yeah. I, like I get it, but that that was the time to say, to be aggressive and say, we're going for it. We can't give Patrick the ball back. We just can't know, do it. Man. That's the only that's the only thing he did wrong. Everything else Nick did, I, I agreed I, with. I agreed with the call of kicking. Listen. <laughs> This is gonna sound crazy. Three years, three yards in the NFL. That's a lot of yards. That's a lot. And, that's a lot. And I but feel you're like, down one, and you give the ball back to Patrick with five minutes to go. Like I don't want to do that. If I'm gonna give him the ball back, I'm gonna give him the ball back at the at the 32. Score quickly. We're down eight. Okay, we still have time to do this thing. 
Like, or, or I think, I think it's just, I think it's hard though, because you, you got this far baking on this defense that's been playing out of control. Three yards in the NFL is a hard three yards, especially if you run a running play, which they most likely would have, yeah. in my opinion. Now you're handing the ball off already in the backfield. You get what I'm saying? I think like, I think it would have been QB power. Like I'm gonna be honest. I think it'd been straight. I think QB they would have I think they would have saw QB power too. And they, and they would have put everyone they, see, the thing is there's there's no see like think about all the, the there's only a couple uh pass, I mean uh, play options possible here. You could run the yeah. ball, but now you risk now you risk handing the ball off in negative territory. Yep. You could QB run it, but now you're accounting for essentially 11 guys all knowing that the QB is going to run it. Let's just sell the fuck out. So if you don't convert it now, you're essentially giving it, you know, giving it to them on the 35 or you pass it on fourth down and you don't get it. Now, no time comes off the clock and they get the turnaround. Like you, got- yeah, but, but, the, but the thing is, so you go for it, you don't get it. Patrick gets it on 35 up six. I mean, up one, he's up one, you score, they're going to go for two. If they don't get the two, excuse me, you're down seven. Yeah. If they do get it, it's a two possession game, but all you need is an onside and a field goal. And if you onside kick it, you're going to be at the 50 or the 40, right? Like that's, that's where Nick got it wrong. So yeah, I go for it on fourth and three. I don't get it. You do everything you're proud of the Chiefs score quick. Then you get the ball back with a chance. I think you go for two. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, Eagles are down seven. Jalen's driving to win the game. I think Sirianni goes for two. That's the only thing. My biggest thing, and I'm glad the son of a gun is gone, Jonathan Gannon, my God in heaven, man. How nah, much cover nah, two I'm can one you do that. I'm oh, not going to yes, let you do that. Oh, we're going to light that. I'm not going to let you do that because all year – all year you've talked about this seven I days ago. You talked about the defensive line. Listen. All year, listen, all year y'all been talking about the, the sacks, the defensive line, and how y'all's defense has been legit, which it has been. Which I it has been. Anything about Jonathan Gannon? I said that defensive line is ferocious. Listen, any competent QB has eaten that defensive line, has eaten that defensive line since Gannon took over. Jared Goff ate him alive. Dak Prescott ate him alive. Patrick Mahomes ate him alive. Jonathan, enjoy that job. That man got his ass handed to him, didn't talk to the media, and now he's the head coach in Arizona. Have fun, my G. God bless. Wait, he, what do you mean he didn't talk to the media or nothing? No. So after the Super Bowl, Gannon did not talk to the media. He left. He had to get to his interview. And now he's the coach of the Cardinals. Amen. See ya. Oh, I mean, they were playing in Phoenix, so. Yeah. Walk down the hall. He, he, said, down hey, the hall. he said, Hey man, this was cool. I gotta go talk. I gotta go talk to the owner and get this job before they watch the game film and realize I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So shout out to Jonathan for getting that job in Arizona. So my next my next question, my next question mm-hmm. to you is where do the Eagles go from here, man? Like where as you're an Eagles fan, yep. You you've seen you've seen what's happened. Um excuse me. You've seen what's happened to the Bengals uh, last year. You've seen what happened to um, who was the team that made it the year before and lost. Uh, the last uh, year was the Rams was the Chiefs because the, the, the Chiefs happened to the Forty Nine. It was Chiefs Bucks. Chiefs Bucks. Bucks won the year before that. You know, after that, after like you, we've seen what's happened to the last couple of Super Bowl losers, right? Yep. You got two ways of going about it. You can do it after the Kansas City. Kansas City and Cincinnati way where they 
leave the Super Bowl and they just like, we have to read to our offensive line in every way, shape, fashion. We have to protect our quarterback because that's, you know. Now, Chiefs, a couple years later, end up winning the Super Bowl after going to the AFC Championship last year. Bengals go to the Super Bowl last year, make it to the AFC Championship this year. But on the flip side, remember uh, the Super Bowl loser before the Chiefs? That was the 49ers. And we saw them come back that next year and have a very, very down year, albeit thanks to some injuries. Where do you see the Eagles going from here? Like, you guys... I think a lot of people coming into yesterday's game was saying if the Eagles win this game, like this is a dynasty that's being formed. Where do you guys go from here, man? So the Eagles have a hell of a lot of free agency, a lot of free agents and not a lot of salary cap. So I think James Bradbury is going to walk. You draft his replacement 10 overall or 15th if you can get a trade in. The biggest thing for the Eagles this season, sign Jalen Hurts before the Herbert deal, the Burrow deal, and the Lamar deal gets done. I think the Eagles need to set the market. You do not need to react to the market because right now Jalen is more valuable than all of those guys, in my opinion, outside of Joe Burrow. Like what what can those other guys what like Jalen can walk into Howie's office and says, Hey dog, I went to the Super Bowl. I rushed for three. I threw for three hundred and one. I did the octopus, which is accounting for eight points on one possession. Like Jalen has all the leverage. How he needs to get that deal done before Burrow, before the other guys get paid. The second thing is sign C.J. Gardner-Johnson. You traded for him. He's an elite safety. Uh, Gator J. DeSanders get re-signed. I don't think he does. I think the Eagles at 30 are going to be looking at Gibbs from Alabama or if B. John Robinson is like floating at 27, I think they jump up and get what they have two first round you won't be floating there at 27 you don't think so no okay well then you can give to alabama i running backs they, matter i don't care what these fucking they do matter but if you can running get one of the matter. you can get one of the top two running backs at 31 i think you can i think the eagles at 30 excuse me 31 so. yeah maybe but i'm saying Bijan robinson i don't i think Bijan robinson will i think Bijan robinson will probably be top 20 Okay, well, then Gibbs from Alabama works for me, too. I think in the chat they're talking about Jalen getting 40. Jalen's going to get 45, 50 million a year, Absolutely. which sounds hefty right now. But as the cap continues to rise, that's going to look like a bargain, right? Look at the Mahomes deal. Like, he signed a quarter of a billion dollars, and now it's not that bad because the cap keeps rising. Sign Jalen right now. Sign C.J. Gardner-Johnson. I, Howie's a wizard with the cap. I think you – I'm not the biggest Fletcher Cox fan. I think he's fallen off. He had a resurgence, but he's been falling off for a while. This, this team's a little old. But as long as the offense is going to be fine, find a defensive coordinator that is aggressive, that won't sit back and let Patrick Mahomes chop you up. Like if you're going to get chopped up, at least chopped up being aggressive. Don't get chopped up being passive. Draft Joey Porter Jr. or the kid from Oregon with 10. Be all right. I think the Eagles are in a, a very interesting situation. I think on paper, this is a, a team that can be good for, uh, I think, the next two, maybe three seasons, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm looking in, the, like, right now I'm looking in, in our chat and I'm seeing some folks saying, I think, the, I think the Eagles can get back to the Super Bowl next. I want to remind people that people said, that, we all said the same thing about the 49ers the yeah. year after, like the year they went to the Super Bowl. And we saw what happened the very next year. We all said the same thing about the Chiefs. Well, the Chiefs, the year that the the last time they, well, the first time they won it, we said they'd get back to Super Bowl, which they did, but they didn't win it. Yeah. 
everyone said the Buffalo Bills would not only be in, in this year's AFC Championship game, but would make it to the Super Bowl. Come to the season, everyone was nutting all over themselves for the Buffalo Bills. Pause. As the season went on, we kind of saw, I think as the season went on, we all kind of realized this team's good. I don't know if they're good enough to win it all. They're just a good team. Now, some may say that is the curse of O.J. Simpson's ex-wife. I don't have any comment on that. But I guess what I'm trying to say here is that it's hard to make a Super Bowl. Yes. A lot of people do not realize it is hard to make a Super Bowl. Tom yes, Brady Dallas has fooled a lot of y'all. It is hard to make a Super Bowl. It's extremely hard to make two Super Bowls. Yep. So it's not a guarantee. It's not guaranteed. And, and the so Eagles schedule next people, year is a lot harder. Yep, y'all have the same thing I was telling y'all about the Giants last year. In the NFL, you can only be bad for so long because eventually the way the schedules are set up, you're going to eventually just be a good team who then has to play a you're going to be a good team who plays a easy schedule and you're going to win games. Shout out to the New York Giants. But sometimes when you've been winning your division for a few years, that means you're going to continue. You're going to get the first place schedule. Yes. You know, that's not what you want. Now, to Cal's I'm telling point. everyone right now, the Packers next year will be a 10-win team just off the fact that we're going to play a third-place schedule. I'm all for that. I'm, I'm all for that. So, Kyle said something very interesting. He said, I think the Eagles are so much better than every other NFC team. Kyle, I am with you on that. But I will say the 49ers with a healthy, competent quarterback makes a big difference. I think the Niners are the Eagles' biggest competition. To be to be honest, we'll see what Dallas does in the offseason. But for me, it's the Niners are the are are the threat. I really don't see there's no one else in the NFC. I don't trust Kirk Cousins. Yeah, okay, whatever. I'll see you in 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 January. Holler at me when you do some. Dak can't do anything in the playoffs. Like who who else? Like who else Guys. outside of San Francisco? I mean Seattle. See, will LA be back? Like, okay. I think, like, yes. I think I think I think we're having a little bit of recency bias here. Yes. yes, the Eagles are a very good football team. I expect them to be top two, top three teams in the NFC next year. But, guys, we one, we have to account for QB progression, team progression. So, like, you have to assume that at least one or two teams is just going to get better because the team and coaching staff as a unit just yes. progressed. So they're just getting better off that. Then, two – there are a lot of games lost by good teams or teams with talented rosters that on a flip of a coin, they wouldn't lose that type of game every time. So I think there's going to be – I think the Eagles won some games this year that they probably could have lost a swing of a few plays. I think a couple of teams are going to yeah. end up winning those I mean, games. You, you, can say that, you can say that about the Chiefs, though, right? Like you can say that about – I you could. Yo, I watched the, the Chiefs Broncos lose could say a dog. Colts, and I said there's just no way 10 times out of 10 the Colts – beat beat the, the the chiefs so anyone can win on anything that's why i'm saying before we just assume that the eagles are that much better than everyone they're they can be that much better than people on paper but on sunday you kind of got to go out there and win games that's true. and if there's one thing we've we've learned or maybe we should have learned from the super bowl anything can happen on sunday anything can happen you could you could go to jacksonville no i ain't gonna say jacksonville because jacksonville is you can go to houston and the texans for that day, could just game plan, could have a game plan you just do not have the answers for. That's true. Now for 60 minutes, and for 60 minutes and seven days after that, you are wondering how the fuck did the Houston Texans beat our football team? These guys can't hold my our jock straps. 
the Kansas City Chiefs got on the plane Sunday night, and somebody on that plane probably said, how the fuck did we lose to the Indianapolis Colts earlier this year? They lost to the Bengals, the Bengals, the Bills, and the Colts. The fighting Jeff Saturdays. So they want the fighting the Jeff fighting Saturdays. Je- like, come on, dog. I, it's hard for me to say anyone's just going to be the so-called better than everyone else. Nah, I don't. You got to show me. You got. You got to show me. You just, just got to show me because I just got to see it. Because too many. Listen, Buffalo and L.A., which is a sign this past year, a lot of people had the Rams and the Bills in the Super Bowl this yep. year. And. If you watch, it, all it took was four weeks of watching the Rams to say, yep, this team's not a playoff team. And it took about 12 weeks of watching the Bills to realize this is just a very fun regular season team, but we know what was up. We know what was up. We know uh, what was up. And I will say, I don't think the Eagles injury luck will happen again next year. All 22 starters played in the game. I mean, That's not going to happen next year. Some of them get hurt. One last oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I will say that too. Like, y'all were, yeah. I mean, y'all had the injury bug didn't get y'all like, People, would y'all be seeing these professional football players like cry their eyes out or sit and sulk under confetti? It's not, it's not because, it, well, yes, it is because they lost the game, but if you really know how hard it is just to get there, oh, it's, it's devastating. Um, so my next question to you, Danny, is yep. next year, the AFC West plays the NFC East, yep. which I can tell you right now, almost all those games will be primetime, every single one. They but, need to be. Of course, that means we're going to get an Eagles versus Chiefs rematch. Now, I personally hope that this matchup is not the season opener because it's it's no fun. It's no fun. It's I I think it's just bullshit. I I think the Cowboys and Chiefs should open up. The Cowboys and Chiefs or Cowboys and no, it has to be the Eagles. I mean the Chiefs. Anyway, I don't think the Chiefs and the Eagles should be the season opener. What say you? So the I believe the Chiefs have to come to Philadelphia. So no, that will not be. Oh no, it will be at Arrowhead. Yeah, that's got to be. That's got to be the Thursday night opener. That's got to be. Whack, yo. I think that's, that's got it. Like I mean, the NFL. Yeah, the NFL's gonna. Yeah, if it's if it's an Arrowhead, I thought it was going to be in Philadelphia. It appears not. It appears that it will be in Arrowhead. And if it is an Arrowhead, that's whack. That's got to be it. Like that's. Let's see if the Cowboys have to go to Arrowhead because the opening night has to be uh, has to be at Kansas City or has to feature the Cowboys. Let's see if the Cowboys have to go to Arrowhead or if Kansas City comes to them. Let's see. Wait, they don't play the Chiefs. They should. It should be the NFC East playing the, unless actually. Unless because the seventeen game season now, the reason why the Chiefs and the Eagles could be playing was because they both finished as the number one seeds. Yeah, that might be it. No, here that, we go. Seventeen game season, you have to play one extra game, and the one extra game is usually the team that finished in the same seeding as you in the other conference. So that's yeah, why this think... year we played the Chiefs because we were the number one seed last year, and then the Chiefs yeah, were the number one seed last year as well. So Someone that could correct be the me reason. if I'm wrong, but I don't I don't think they play the Chiefs next year. So yeah, it'll be it'll be Eagles, it'll be Eagles Chiefs week one. It has to be. I don't know, man. I think I like Gator J. Bengals at Chiefs to start the season. I think is a good one. That'd Chiefs Jaguars to start the season. I think would also be a very very. Good, I just don't listen. I like the way the NFL did a few years ago after the Patriots won the Super Bowl after the Malcolm. Um, 
Malcolm Butler interception. They had the Patriots and the Seahawks play like week four. Do that. Do that. Let some people let some let let at least one key injury happen. Knock on wood. Let some people start figuring themselves out. But don't start me off with Chiefs Chiefs Eagles because then I'm not going to be able to fully see how these teams really match up. It's just too early. Just too early. That's my opinion. Okay. My humble opinion. But okay. shout out to the Eagles. Shout out to the Chiefs. That was a great game. Um, Danny, I'm sorry, one? man. It happens to the best of us. Um, let's let's shift it over. Let's shift it over one, to the NBA. Can I have no, one more thing before? Talk to me. I've, I've been hearing a lot of chirping from NFC teams who didn't even make it to the Super Bowl. I have a fun stat for you, dog. <laughs> I can't let I know what you're about to get at. I'm gonna let you finish, but I'm not gonna let you get this off. Oh, yes, yes, we will. <laughs> Sir Dakota Rain Prescott has been playing professional football for seven years. D, can you tell me how many playoff wins Dakota has in his seven years in Dallas? No, 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 no. Three. Subtract one. Two. He only has two. Yeah, it makes sense because he's never been to the conference championship game. So he's only one in. Yep. Jalen Hurts has been a starter for two years. D, can you tell me how many playoff games he has won? No, two, because he he also he yeah, because he didn't have to play wildcard weekend. So if my math is correct, it's more impressive that Jalen has two playoff wins in two years of starting compared to seven years starting. Is that correct? I'm gonna say this with all due respect. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> listen, listen. And no, no, we're not, we, not, we're not done. We're ahead. not done. Until the 49ers, they've been crying for two weeks. Walk to your stupid ass head coach and ask him, oh, yeah, why did you put a backup tight end on Hassan Reddick not once but twice? Whose fault is that? It's your incompetent head coach who wets the bed during big games. Yeah. Shut up. Look, I just feel like if you're a 49ers fan, you you personally – I just feel like if you're a 49ers fan after watching that NFC Championship game, I don't even know what the hell you even say following that game. Like, your team if didn't you, have a chance listen, to start to finish. If you think Brock Purdy was going to walk in the motherfucking link mm. and win something – Okay, now. My brother in Christ, you already lost. Go piss in the cup. You tweak it right now. Brock Purdy was not walking. Why they got to go piss in the cup? Because you high. Brock Purdy was not coming into the link and beating anything. Pause. He wasn't doing shit in Philadelphia. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. (laughs) And you know what? I think the Eagles play San Francisco next year. And I and I hope it's in the Bay. I pray it's in the Bay because I want to kick your ass in front of your fans. Yeah. Oh no, they coming back to the link. Good. I hope Brock Purdy's starting. I hope Debo's healthy. I hope Ayuk is healthy. I hope Bosa is healthy. I hope all you bums are healthy so Hassan Reddick can knock that. Not the, I almost said the N word doing Black History Month. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. So he can knock that. Mm-hmm. Forgot the game again. Mm-hmm. Chill out. Yeah. You now, I'm with you on the 49ers. I'm with you on the 49ers. Here's where I'm going to have to divert. I'm actually okay with Cowboys fans talking a little bit of shit. They beat y'all, and yeah. I, I'm i going to die on this hill. Okay, Had the Cowboys 
finished the deal against the Niners, which we clearly saw that they couldn't, they would have given y'all a way better game than the Niners do. They, they know how to, they know how to play and attack y'all. Pause. Let me let me let me tell you something. There was no team coming to the link and beating the Eagles. I don't care. Now, I, I don't care if Jesus was under better. center. I would have just said they play. They would have played y'all better. The Cowboys are built to play the Eagles. They're they're yes, in they are. division, so they're built to play y'all. So they Listen. were they wanted that matchup, but they the, just, gi- they the giant the giant said the same thing. No, okay. The, the, yo, you can't say – those the, Giants games were not close. If you watch the, the Eagles and the Giants, those the, games the, were not close. The, the, Giants, were ro- the Giants were rolling up into the link thinking they could do something special. They got their well, ass handed true. to them. Now, that was their fans. That was Dallas, their fans. Dakota Dallas, Dakota Rain. I'm telling you. But, yo, you – come on now. Y'all have – y'all you kind of know that Dallas – had Dallas came to the link, y'all would have been a little bit – y'all would have been sweating a little bit more – than the Niners, well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying Dallas is not a competent opponent because that's they all are. I'm saying. All everything I'm saying else we is, agree with. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You would have been sweating a little bit more had the boys, the stars came. And y'all know me. I am not a Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm just saying. Listen, they would have played y'all way better. Y'all, y'all was not just been to roll all over the the Cowboys the way y'all rolled all the Niners. Y'all would have yeah. won. Y'all just wouldn't have because they they have a semi competent QB. Listen, semi, they do. I'll say this, Dak, I'm glad you were able to get on the field of the Super Bowl. That's the last time you'll be on the field in February in any kind of capacity. Congratulations. You won your Walter, man. That's the last time you'll win anything on the Super Bowl field. Cowboy fans. I wouldn't say that because this weird this is this is a weird dog. I'm, I'm honestly really starting to accept the NFL for just being when it just the weirdest league. I need after this, I'm gonna need your young lady. To te- put you in the car and go get blood drawn for drugs because the Cowboys have been telling them that, been saying that since 1996. Next year we could do it. Dog, your quarterback is named after the most useless states in the union. Y'all not doing shit. Yeah. Enjoy your 11 wins. Mm-hmm. You'll lose in the divisional round to the Packers, to the Niners, to the Bucks, whoever. There's no more. There's no more Tom Brady. They don't have to worry about that. Okay, so you're they better lose. hope. Let's just say, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I don't want to go play. I don't want to go play the 49ers, and I want to play. I, I don't want to play Aaron Rodgers. But again, I'm saying, if I'm a Cowboys fan, anybody else other than the Niners and Aaron Rodgers, I like my chances. Either. Let me tell you something. You know who they're gonna lose to NFL. next year? They're gonna lose in the divisional round to the Lamar Jackson-led Atlanta Falcons. All right, in the NBA, in the NBA, in the NBA, I'm not that. Yeah, I might. We might be on the NBA. Danny, the trade deadline was nothing sort of crazy. Adam Silver, I see what you was trying to do. The NBA was trying to steal mad headlines away from the NFL on Super Bowl week, and they succeeded up and up until Sunday. It was the, the NBA. All- Deadline was last Thursday. The epicenter of the trade deadline was in Brooklyn. The Nets sent Kyrie yes, to Dallas. We covered that last week. And la- days later, Danny, I'm in bed, and I just get up one to get a glass of water. I check my phone, and mm. I see Kevin Durant has been traded to the Phoenix Suns for Markel, no, for Michael Bridges, for Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, who was later sent to the Bucks, and a lot of second Boss man. Picks. So, Danny, we're gonna we're we're, we're gonna, I'm gonna start with my thoughts on this trade. Um, 
Josai and the ownership of the Brooklyn Nets. At some point, y'all are going to have to come out and say, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Because I have never seen the value of second round picks and glue guys get you Kevin fucking Durant. Kevin, mm. fu yo, go back and look at that deal, dog. Five second round picks, Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, who was later sent to Milwaukee. They didn't even keep Jay Crowder, boss man 99. Are you shitting me? Are you shit? And they thought our and they thought our our trade package was ridiculous. That's what that's what Kevin Durant can get you. I want to take this. I want to take this time because I watched the NBA and TNT that Thursday after Kevin Durant got traded, and Charles and Shaq put it the best way I knew how. The Brooklyn Nets are on a team with a bunch of guys. It's just yeah. guys. Just a bunch of guys. And they're okay with that because they're thinking that this roster of just guys is just going to attract a free agent like the situation that put them in this current situation that they're in. Because remember, Brooklyn Nets four or five years ago was just a team of guys. And then KD and Kyrie came. But they were winning games as a team of just guys. Listen. Listen. If we're drugging me on this drug test, I mean on this pod, we're going to drug test me on this podcast – we also need a drug test, Joe Sy yes. and Sean Marks and the, the Nets front front office ownership, because that is an egregious trade. And yo, you didn't have to give up DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, or Chris Paul. Nope. All you have to do is gut your bench. Now, with that, I don't know if this takes Phoenix over the top in terms of making them like, do I think the Phoenix Suns can win a chip this year? Yes. But I'm I have to see how their bench plays because they have no bench now. Their two best bench players are gone. But whatever. You have Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah. All you got all they gotta do is keep someone on the floor. All they gotta do is keep KD or Booker on the floor at all times. At all times. It's it's a I'm sure Monty can figure it out. Listen, dog. Biggest loser in the whole trade is Ja Morant. Ja was popping all. Oh, I'm good in man. the West. And boy, I'm, you wake I'm up to it. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. As your rivals, mm. and KD on a team that's mad salty, mad salty that uh, they lost in the conference finals. Kyrie on the team that sent KD's current team home, so that's just that that's just already mm. spiciness. But my my man, Ja Morant, what do you think the Suns and the Mavericks are going to look? How they're going to look when they look at you, saying you good in the West? Mm. And that, now, at the time, he, that statement was completely valid. I was there like, yeah, fuck the West. These guys are they're the class of the West. And then all it takes is a few trades and a few incompetent NBA GMs. And now, whew. Dog. You're going to have to go through some if – you're, if you're the Grizzlies, you're going to have to go through some combination of Denver, Phoenix, Dallas, the Clippers – and potentially the Warriors. You're going to have to go through some combination of those teams. See you next year, Ja. I'm not going to say see you next year, Ja. I'm going to say, yo, I hope you're going to find out if you're good. Check. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a root for the Grizzlies, too, because I want I want Ja to have some success. But <sighs> completely Kyle said the Raptors should have traded for KD. Joseph, I was not doing that Kyle. deal. Kyle. I need you to call the Toronto Raptors GM because I think a lot of people did not call him back. 
A lot of people were like, hey, yo, what can I get for Gary Trent Jr. or Fred Van Vliet and Masai told them what he was looking for, and they quickly hung up on him. Get off my line. As they, say. they hit him with a be blessed. Listen, man. Completely. Now we I also, think that, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say completely random, so you go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, outside of the big trades in Phoenix and Dallas, we also saw some smaller trades. Delos back in L.A. Yes. Josh Hart's rejoining Jalen Brunson in New in, in the in the in New York on the Knicks. Um, I mean, I know a lot of a lot of these smaller trades. Maybe if you're not a real true NBA fan, you may not know. Maybe if they can move the needle or not. But I'm gonna just come out and say, Jay Crowder going to the Bucks moves the yes. needle for me for the Bucks. I think that's a big move for them. Um, um, Jacob, po I'm gonna say Jacob P, who was traded from the Spurs to the Raptors. He moves the needle. He's a very good big. He's the he's versatile too. I like him. Um, D'Lo to the Lakers, along with Vanderbilt and Mo Bamba. I'm just going to keep it being with me. That does not move the needle to me. Really? Los I loved what the Lakers did. The I love Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers are a lottery team. I've accepted it. I'm just, I'm literally ready to, to get this season over with. Like, I'm ready to get this season over with. I loved what the Lakers did. I'm so, I like, I. Like it's a decent lineup. It's enough to compete for the play, and it's enough to compete. Maybe if you get on a run, you can get out. Like I get this year as a wash, but I like for next year. For me, it's Luke Kennard to Memphis. I don't know why. Like it doesn't move the needle, but it adds an extra shooter and it adds depth that Memphis needs. Ja needs shooters, not real shooters. Ja, people who can shoot the three ball, not the Glock. Ja needs shooters around him. We're gonna talk about and, that later. And Luke Kennard can shoot. I really like that move. Um, but yeah, I, I I like what the Lakers did. I know, I mean, you guys have a real good lineup, but yeah, Boss Man 99 with Giannis, yeah. like that that defense is gonna good be lineup. so nat. You got Drew, Chris, it's Boss Man, Giannis, like that defense is gonna be like it's hard. Boston, it's gonna be hard to score. Boston, Milwaukee, Eastern Conference Finals might be more entertaining than the actual NBA finals. Well, that's assuming both teams get there, but no, have, you have you looked at the East? The only thing standing away is the Sixers. That's three teams. That listen, that's it. What one of those three teams are going to be representing the East? And I'm gonna tell you right now, if it ain't Boston, Milwaukee, or Philadelphia representing the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals, I think basketball fans everywhere are going to say the Eastern Conference really let the Western Conference down when the West wipes the floor with the East in the Finals. Yeah. If that happens. I I love that the West is loaded again. I know for a couple of years we had some parity. No, the, it, the Western Conference should be superior, and that's how it should be. And I'm glad that it's back to being superior. Yeah, it, it just you, there's nothing you can do. Like it, it, it is like the Western Conference, and I think even historically, the Western Conference has always just been randomly super loaded. And you yep. just gotta you just gotta run the gauntlet of playing in the West. And for the East, it's it's usually three teams. It's real top heavy in the East. You're not challenged the first round. Whoever gets Never the short stick, the short straw. Yeah, like, I mean, I, who? What used to be like Atlanta used to like Atlanta had the one seed that year. Like, come on, dog. I know. Had that the one seed the year Braun came in. It was. It was. It was. It. They weren't. They didn't even look like a one seed. Like dog. He just. Mm -mm. All right. Now, I don't want to hurt your heart again by talking mm -hmm. about the Super Bowl. It's okay, but. We got to talk about Riri. 
Let's do we it. We gotta talk about Riri. Let me, my brother. Matter of fact, ISO, ISO, ISO. Won't okay. Be real quick. Riri. Listen, if you follow me on IG and on Twitter, you saw me jumping in the air when Riri was performing, and I do it all over again. When she came out to "Bitch Better Have My Money," I looked around. I said, "Wait a minute, is that bitch?" Riri. That was me. That was me the entire time she was performing. Yes, I'm a part of the Navy, and I'm a part of a lot of hives, but I am a part of that Navy. Riri, you did your thing, girl. You did your thing. Now, with that being said, a lot of us owe Stephen A. Smith just a smidge apology. Just a smidge of an apology. Yes, she was pregnant, but I get what he was saying now. I get what he was saying now. He said, Rihanna is amazing. I love Rihanna. She's no Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. She's not Beyonce. But that's she's still Riri, though. So not too much on Riri, not too much on Riri, not too much on Riri. Last thing I'm going to say is, ASAP, you are a criminal. Shouldn't be allowed to get away with this shit, man. Shouldn't be allowed to get away with this shit. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I know, listen, the whole timeline was asking. First off, hey, first off, when the whole timeline's like, damn, she still got that baby weight on her. That's when you know nobody taking her baby daddy seriously. <laughs> Fam, let me tell you something. My wife and I had a five-minute conversation. I was like, yo, she pregnant. And she was like, no, she not. That's baby weight. And I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be disrespectful. And then she rubbed, and like my wife's father is an Eagles fan, and he was texting me, and he was like, "Is she pregnant?" And I was like, "Dog, I think she's pregnant. Text your daughter and tell her she's pregnant." And then, <laughs> and then she rubbed her belly, and I was like, "Ah," because if she was not pregnant, if that was baby wave, they'd have got some shape ups or some. They would have sucked that in. But she's pregnant. Good for good ASAP. Listen. Me and my girl were watching, and we was going back and forth. Like, is she pregnant? I don't know. Is she pregnant? I'm rereading. So who took the stand? Did you say she was pregnant and she said she was not, or was it vice versa? I I think we were guessing the, the entire time. I okay. think one of us saw somewhere that her rep confirmed that she was pregnant. And everyone was like, God damn. Hold on. One second. The, these comments know. are getting out of control. The B lead says, couldn't get me pregnant. Send me up on that loft 200 feet, 250 feet in the air. Her insurance must have been freaking the fuck out. Yes. Let B League. I, I want to stay right here on that message because he right. He right. Listen, if you saw the beginning, the beginning portions of that performance, listen, everyone in that stadium was nervous as hell. And then I see folks wondering, oh, I wonder why she wasn't doing more moving. Hey, yo, dog, you are on, you are on a platform. X amount of feet up in the air with nothing but a cable connected to this platform that's keeping you right there. Dog. No, she was strapped on the cable. She was strapped in. There was a strap behind her that kept on the okay. cable. So that was yeah, the only yeah. support she had. Dog, listen, RIP to Owen Hart, but no. No. Dog, I thought of Owen Hart too, yo. I said, no. yo. So I no. told my wife, I was like, yo, is ASAP going to come down like Owen ever? <laughs> like, dog, like, nah, I'm too. Like, nah, I'm, man. I, 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 I know when they were practicing that, like, she probably expressed a lot of, I'm nervous being up here. And they were like, don't worry. All you have to do is stand here and don't move. And when this thing gets down, like, when we lower this thing down, don't move. Dude, <laughs> jump. 
We're like, we as soon as you down, get close, don't move until this platform is safely on the ground, and then don't worry, you never have to get back on this platform again. I feel like that's what they told him. Dog. I, feel like I will say, I'll say the last thing about Rihanna. And B League said it like there was a time they got a close up on her, and you could see the platform wobbling. And I was like, "Nope, I'd have been nope. like, sin, time to go. Mm-hmm. Let's pack now, this up." I see a lot of people saying this wasn't as good as Beyonce's. Please stop comparing Beyonce and the Bruno Mars. It's not fair because she was doing a little bit more. Like she was like Beyonce. If you know Rihanna, if you know Rihanna, then you know her her live performances aren't Beyonce's live performances. But that's because Beyonce is a performer. So I don't think we should compare them. In that same way. Did you get Beyonce tickets? No, but my girl did. How'd y'all get tickets? You gotta ask her that. She, she, she where's she at? Where you she, seeing her at? She's she seeing she yeah, she's seeing her in DC. At FedEx? Mm-hmm. Sis, get your money back. FedEx ain't it. Dog, FedEx feels a dump. We looked at FedEx Field. Sis, get your money. Go go to the Bank of America. Now nah, that's, that's hate. That's hate. Now that's hate. That's hate. That's hate. FedEx Field. Yo, did FedEx Field. So there was that time raw sewage got poured on people mid game. And then there's a the time when the rail broke when Jalen was walking to the locker room. Sis, resell them tickets and go to Bank of America in North. She's Carolina. going to see Beyonce, not a sporting event. As long as there's I mean, it's a still a dump of a stadium. Game. So you know what? It's Yo, funny you said that. She, My Beyonce's wife has got two shows in DC. It don't matter rain, seat, or snow. As long as B go out there and perform and there are seats, matter there don't need to be seats because nobody's gonna be standing. I mean, no one's gonna be seat sitting down. Come on, bro. Let me tell you something. My wife and I debated on going. Tickets were just too rich for my blood, but I'm very I'm a very cheap individual. And she was like, Oh, there's another show at FedEx. And I said, Dear, I am not going to anything owned by Daniel Snyder to watch Beyonce. Like, if we're not going to North Carolina or Lincoln Financial Field, I'll even go to MetLife. But I refuse to give Dan Snyder any of my money and that shithole yeah, he called a stadium. Look at Gator J in the comments. He said he's going to Houston to see her. Woo. Shut up, Gator. Right. Yo, Gator going. Gator, you going to Houston? Dog, Houston is I, the I second to last show. In Atlanta. Listen, don't talk, y'all going to talk me in to getting some trying to find some tickets to Beyonce oh. and I've already I've already accepted the fact that I'm not going and I'm okay with that. Granted, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to say I tried the hardest, but y'all going to make me try to find me some tickets to a show. My man Gator said we going to H-Town. I know. Ooh, Gator. She from Houston. That show going to be like that's the show. Whoa. Like she's from Houston, and then the last show is now. There's Warren. a few shows I know is gonna be fire. DC gonna be one. Atlanta's gonna be another. Miami gonna be one. Houston gonna be another. LA New gonna Orleans. be a good one. Dog, I would. New Orleans, yeah. Dog, the New Orleans show until she bring out Boosie, and then someone getting shot. Anywho, right. hey yo, where, where are we? Boosie at a Beyonce concert? He don't That's have that fair. type of. Not unless he pay for them tickets. He's not getting them for free. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I know we mentioned the Lakers a little bit, but last Thursday, last yep. Tuesday or Thursday, I believe it was, we saw a new king a- atop the NBA's all-time leading score yes, sir. list. So this is not for us to really dive deep into this. I just think we should take a few times a few a, a few minutes here to just give respect to LeBron. So LeBron, 
congratulations, King. Greatest basketball player I've ever seen with my two eyes. You know where I stand on the GOAT argument. LeBron is the GOAT. I'm not, I'm, I'm, if you say Jordan, you say Kareem, whatever. LeBron is my GOAT. Greatest basketball player I've ever seen with two eyes. Hell of an accomplishment. I'm very excited to see where he ends his career and what number he's going to take this record to because it's going to be it's going to be one hell of a record to break. I'll tell you what. So, you know, what's funny. I saw something today. It's like Luca would have to keep up his same scoring pace until he is 38 years old to challenge that record. Luca's 23. I don't think is. I hear that and I'm like. I don't think Luca wants to do that, dog. Like I'm just saying, like think of how great Luca is. Yeah, Luka that's what has I'm saying. Keep like, this up for 15 average, years. You, yeah, you have to maintain that greatness for the next 15 years. Like, yeah, it's no how, falling it's off. Good. Yeah, like I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to do that. I know Luca don't want to do that. Like, or I, I can't say I know Luca don't want to do that, but Luca can't, can't be at the Luka top. Luca's not going to stay healthy it. enough to do that. That's the thing, right? LeBron has been healthy for 20 years. Greatest of all time, man. Greatest of all time. All right. This weekend, the WWE Elimination Chamber. It's going to be some good ones, man. I think they got yes. the U.S. title being decided in the Elimination Chamber. Yep. We have Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. Yep. I know the Raw, uh, there's going to be Elimination Chamber for the Raw Women's Championship or the I number one contender so. for the Raw Women's Championship to take on Bianca Belair, one of the two. Um, I don't know, man. I think there's going to be some really good matches on this card. I, I'm curious to know, who do you think is going to end up taking home match of the night? Me, I think Sami Zayn is going to give Roman one of his best matches. I ultimately don't think they're going to change the course of Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes at uh, WrestleMania. So I do think Roman Reigns is going to win. But I do think Sami versus Roman is going to steal the show. Like, wouldn't surprise me if they opened the show with Sammy versus Roman and like no match after that is able to compete. I, that's how good I think Sammy and Roman's going to be. That's one thing Triple H has done a great job at since he's taken over is great storytelling. So this is how Roman and Sammy is going to play out. Jay Uso is going to betray Sammy Zayn and pledge allegiance to the bloodline. If Triple H is smart, which he is, he's going to turn. I know the key is for Roman and Cody, but. This this needs to be a triple threat match. Like this is this is Daniel Bryan level, you know, pops. No, that. no, 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 no. We he's not. I'm just saying, like, he's not uh, Daniel Bryan's level, but it's like the same thing, right? Like this needs. No. I'm not saying Sammy wins at elimination. I mean at WrestleMania, but I think he's done. Like this bloodline storyline has earned him the right to co-headline WrestleMania with Cody and Roman. Like there, well, wouldn't that especially if Jay betrays him, if Dre, if Jay Uso betrays Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber, and and Zayn doesn't get pinned cleanly, like Roman doesn't beat him flat out without interference, then yeah, I think Sami inserts himself and makes it a triple threat match. My only thought there is, why wouldn't they take what like up until I'm agreeing with you up until the triple threat at WrestleMania. I think Jay's going to pledge allegiance to the bloodline at Elimination Chamber, and then th this is going to turn into a huge tag team championship match at um, WrestleMania. KO, Sammy versus the Usos. And I think the type okay. of match is going to be is going to be like 
locked in a steel cage or something crazy to up the ante. But okay, I I, I can I'm, live with that. I'm I'm of the mindset that Triple H wants Roman Cody American American Nightmare Bloodline, and I think we are getting to a time where how do I say this? You know that whoever beats Roman Reigns for this championship, they have to be able to carry this company or the WWE for a significant amount of time. Because I imagine when Roman loses it, he's going to go away for a while. Yes, a while. And then pop back on the scene. So it has to be someone who can carry it. That's why I think it's going to be Cody Rhodes. It's only two people that can carry this company right now, and that's Cody and Seth Rollins. I will well, say. I thought you were about to say John Cena. I was going to say. No. no. John, is, John is gone. Thank God. Um, for me, it's the bloodline storyline has to end at WrestleMania. It cannot end at Elimination Chamber. That storyline is too good to wrap it up at Elimination Chamber. Like that storyline either ends at WrestleMania or you got to find a way to extend it to SummerSlam. Those are the only two pay per views where this bloodline story, like that blood, like that's the best storyline we've had in a decade. It cannot end at the Elimination Chamber. It has to end at WrestleMania in some form or fashion. I agree, man. I agree. All right. Off of sports a little bit, we're going to get back to our Speak to the Cinema segment. Last week, people, Danny and I begun this segment by talking a little bit more about Velma. Yes. So, Danny, yes. I took your advice. Me and, me, mm -hmm. me and my girlfriend, we finished watching Velma. Okay. Now, I'm... I'm gonna I'm gonna start by saying I had to watch a few episodes back again because I definitely fell asleep. Um, yep, so I'm gonna too. start by saying that. But when I was I when too. I was able to stay awake and finish this, I'm going to bring back my statement that I made last week. This was some caca caca mammy bullshit that they just wrapped together in the the final episode. Yeah, some shit started making sense in the final episode. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about how we got to this final episode. That was some cacamimi bullshit. And yeah. I still don't know where the hell does Scooby come into this story. Well, not yet. They're still they're still in high school. The cra again, the crazy thing for me is that we don't know. They're in high school. We do not know how old they are. And we keep getting these shower scenes with these girls who are obviously underage. That's the creepiest shit ever for me. But it did get better, though, right? Like, it's still ass. It's a terrible show. But it got better as the season I mean, went yeah, on. The yeah, like by the by the time you got to the to the end, and you're like, okay, at this point, I don't know who the fuck this killer is. Like, who is this? And like, I'll, I'll tell them, I'll tell you this: the tenth episode was fine. I, I, I like the tenth episode. The last episode was good. They they explained it, made sense. It was cool. But episodes one through nine, caca, caca, caca. That's Ugh. why you need to watch The Last of Us. If anyone watches The Last of Us oh, in the comments, all right, please tell me what you thought of this past week's episode. Grade A, A plus television. See, I, I just feel like I just feel like I I need to finish the House of Dragons before I okay, start and that's fair. Of and for the Last of Us, if you haven't, I've never played the game, but I've watched the game. Like someone played the game. If you're not a fan of the game, I don't think you'll have an appreciation of the show like someone who enjoys the game. Because mm -hmm. those who understand the game, like the show, it's very hard to get a video game adapted to a tv show and still be different but authentic yep. to the game and hbo was like hitting that balance perfectly because they don't play that's that's why that's why i, I want to wait till after house of dragons to start the last of us because hbo has like 
they have the shows that when you get in, you just get invested. Now it's like, all right, fuck, we're we're here. And yeah. next thing you know, six six seasons later, you're sitting here watching season seven of a show, just shaking your head, wondering how the fuck did the greatest show of all time come to this jambalaya bullshit? Anyway, we're going to end one this. More, one more thing, Kyle, they're cartoon characters. This isn't a. This isn't a real. They're cartoon characters, so I don't know how old they are as teenage. Like, I think maybe he's saying like the voice actors are probably older than eighteen. Oh yeah, yeah, but the and I don't watch. watch I don't watch younger. a lot of cartoons. Like I watch Harley Quinn a little bit, but they're adults. Like something's really, really uncomfortable about seeing shower scenes with teenagers, and we do not know how old they are. Like they could be sixteen and freshmen. They can be 18 getting ready to graduate. It's just real, real uncomfortable watching those shower scenes. What, what, what would you say if you found out all the actors were teenagers? That, that'd make it even weirder. My, even But it's still, I don't care if the voices of those characters are over 21 or over 18. It's the fact that on TV, and, and I, didn't, I didn't watch Glee, uh, it's to me, it's, for me, it's, you know, these are high school students. Why are we getting two or three shower scenes throughout? And granted, it's no nudity, but still, like, yo, these girls are underage. Like, this is this is kind of creepy. Very. Last last cinema I want to speak on. I rewatched Ride Along too. One of these days, we have to be honest about Kevin Kevin Hart because I'm here. I ain't watched. A, I haven't watched a Kevin Hart movie in a decade. When was the last Kevin Hart movie you watched? I don't remember. We got. We have to be honest about some of these Kevin Hart movies because I've been thinking. He's not funny. We don't. We don't have to beat around the bush. He is not funny. He funny to y'all because he's short. Now wait a minute. What you saying about brothers that aren't tall? That's I'm not I'm tall. People think I'm funny. Maybe it's because I'm not tall. I don't know. Kevin Hart is not mm. funny. We don't have to beat around that bush. He ain't been funny since Paper Soldiers. He ain't been funny since Forty Year Old Virgin. He's I not you, funny. Yo, if, you, if you was about to say he hasn't been funny since Soul Plane, I would have left my seat laughing. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. Um, I was rewatching like Ride Along too, and I was like, it has a, a few chuckable, like little Chucky moments, a little <laughs> funny. But what the fuck are we doing here? Like, mm-hmm. come on what over. Are we doing here? Come on over. When's the last Kevin Hart stand up you laughed? Man, not what was funny. The one Le- what was the one where LeBron was there? I don't know. I that haven't watched one. it. Lack of my pain. That was like 2012, 2011. Grown little man. One of those. Might have been Listen. grown little man. Whichever mm-hmm. one LeBron was there, LeBron and Shaq was there. And he did the he did the joke about uh how Shaq be falling in games. So Shaq, he said, uh, oh man, I can't even remember it. He was like, see, he not funny. You may, you he might ain't be been stuff. funny my entire adult life. I am 33 years old. I will say maybe like two or three months ago, I rewatched Eddie Murphy Raw. Hilarious. Couldn't stop laughing. Couldn't Hilarious. Stop laughing. Sitting here like, yo, Eddie, you couldn't get this shit off in 2023, nope. but this, hilarious. 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 Oh, Abbott Elementary. Now that we're talking about TV shows that are actually funny. I know a lot of us have already seen Abbott Elementary, but I'm fully caught up on the latest episode, on all the latest episodes. A plus. 10 out of 10 hilarious. 10 A out plus. of 10 h- h- hilarious. I was watching uh, was watching the episode with my girl not so long ago. I think it was 
uh, might have been Valentine's Day when Janine had went out and she ran into everybody hates Chris. I don't know his name. Oh I, yeah, and she ran ran into him outside, bruh. I'm so weak at them standing in line, and and Janine was like, "Oh, I just hope I don't see any other coworkers here." And then they see uh, the Ava? principal, and she was like, "Oh, I don't speak line." <laughs> Ava's gold. Like I saw, I saw something, and it was like. Ava is not funny because she's in everybody. His name is Gregory. Like she sexually harasses him at work. And I'm like, I hear you. And there's something to that. But it's hilarious. Oh, no, it is. It is hilarious. It is. It is hilarious. She was, she was in the club talking about some not my work nemesis, but my work husband. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's dating Iggy. Like she's dating Andre Iguodala. <laughs> oh man 10 out of 10 comedy uh danny i'm gonna take this time just man i want you to know i'm here for you as someone whose team hasn't been to the super bowl since they won it <laughs> but haven't have been in a lot of games where they were very very close and still couldn't get there appreciate the ride that it was these last two weeks appreciate the team that you had this year and just hope that a lot of those players feel the same anguish that you feel and want to come back next year, but money talks. Yeah. You wonder how I know money talks after the NFC Championship game when Jimmy Ward found out that Devontae Smith didn't really catch that ball? All smiles. All smiles. He said, oh, he didn't really catch that ball? Shit, I played a great game. Are you kidding me? Last That's thing, the NFL. Last thing before we go, Devontae Smith caught that ball. There was not enough video evidence to overturn the ruling on the field that's all i gotta say that was a catch i mean yeah yeah just like des des didn't catch it there was not enough video evidence to overturn the ruling on the field des Des did not catch it the ball slipped out yeah i'm saying des Des didn't catch it and Devontae did so okay okay i thought you were trolling now welcome to my welcome to my club where you know they likely got the call wrong but we're gonna go with the call in the field because they didn't they didn't have enough evidence to overturn it. Should have been a catch. He caught it. There was no and that never mind. We're done through bowl. D, where can the people find you? People, you can find me on Instagram, on Twitter, on Twitch at Los Demix. That's L-O-S-D-E-E-M-I-X. Danny, this is Valentine's Day. So people, if you're out here and you haven't told that special someone happy valentine's day or maybe you just haven't told that special someone that you love them use this time to do that use this time to do that and kyle no that does not mean Devonte smith is better than des bryant he's got a few but more years here. to go but he's getting he's got there. a few more years to go he's getting there he's got a few more years to go he's getting there danny where can the people find you my friend find me on the bird app at danny ocean 41 it is Valentine's Day. It is 8.50 here on the East Coast. I'm going to go walk my dog. And then I'm going to spend Valentine's Day going to bed because I'm an old man and I am exhausted. It has been a very long day. It has been a very long week. So I'm going to bed. You be acting like you're so old, but you like 29. Plus four. You'll get there one day. You're young. See, so you got a lot of... You got a lot of life left in your bones. I do too, but I just be getting tired, man. I be getting old. We'll talk about it later. What music we listen to going out? Oh, follow the pod. Speak on an underscore pod. Instagram, Twitter, 
Send us your emails. Goodness gracious. The offseason is here for football. We're going to talk hoops. Uh, WNBA is getting started back up in May. But, yo, speak on it, pod14 at gmail.com. And they don't have to be sports-related either, people. You hear us talking a little cinema. Listen, if you want us to review some cinema or some music and provide thoughts, we can. If you have relationship questions or thoughts or just general questions, we can provide those. We we're here to speak. We're on here, it. and we're here to help. Gator J, you're 45, and you're going to Houston to a Beyonce concert. More power to you, my brother. More power to you. That boy, that boy, Gator J. That boy says, "Sign it's me up. Gator we J going to Beyonce. Bring them things out. I got to be there." All right, there. what are we listening to on the way out? <laughs> Talk to me, Tina Marie. Little fire and desire, people. You could have been anywhere in the world tonight. But you was here with Danny and myself. Girl, you better sing. Y'all hear this white soul over here? Listen, I was about to say, little white soul is good for you. Little fire and desire, people. Make sure you tell that special someone happy Valentine's Day. I'm looking at my Valentine over here. She's looking good. I'm going to handle business. All right, y'all. Hey. Good night. Be blessed. Y'all have a great one. Much love. <laughs>